0: Did you have anything that you want us as a topic idea?
1: (laughs) No, not really. Um, We had a a keynote today that was talking about um, at the conference. You realize that there's only kind of like one or two types of like keynote speeches. But I'm coupling it with a Netflix special that I watched the other day of Dave Chappelle, where he was getting the name of the stage at the um, high school that he went to named after him. And his speech was really all about creativity, but not just like, you know, creativity for creativity's sake. It was because you have something to say. It's because, you know, your, your belief and your um feelings behind the art matter it's not about just creating things in a in a box it's about doing it to move conversation forward and he used an example of when he got in the hot water a couple of uh, months back for one of his specials where he sort of was seemingly critical of the trans community um and people kind of came out against him his his whole attitude about it was um if you have a better idea beat me and like He's operating in his industry of creativity and I think what I was left with was it's just a very bold feeling now. He's empowered in a sense because He's famous people know him. He's got fans people who wouldn't turn their backs on him. I get that's part of the brand but to be in a creative art industry and Feel the level of confidence enough to be doing something in order to move a conversation forward without fear of breaking something, because it's really the breaking that does the moving forward. And I thought that was kind of interesting that he's approaching this as this is the mindset to have when you're in an art, when you're creating. This is how things live on forever in the time where they're being appreciated. He says, you know, talking about music from, from years and years and years ago, he goes, you know, there could be something that happens in a moment where people harken back to it and all of a sudden it's found its like um, golden era It might not have been appreciated in its time, but you're using it for the right purpose. You know, it, it it gets found when it's supposed to be found and it's supposed to be discovered. So you can't get to that if you're never really approaching your work from that that mindset.
0: Hi, I'm Michelle.
1: And I'm Steve, and this is a podcast for creatives. Two friends talking about the complex, messy, and beautiful experience that is being a creative. We live in an industry of like people copying other things and people trying to draw inspiration, but really they're just creating another iteration of something that we've seen. Like-
0: I've been playing around a little bit with TikTok and Reels. I feel like I'm kind of coming around to, if this is what it's going to be, I'm gonna do it, especially because I am starting to offer content services, and I feel like this is, in terms of social media, in terms of you know Instagram and and TikTok, it is kind of becoming the cornerstone um, of visual content. But it's, I know I've bashed these two platforms enough <laughs> in past episodes, but it's still. I'm still confused because it seems like so much emphasis is being put on this remix feature and using trending audio and using trending, um, you know, sound bites or, or styles. And it's kind of like that is how you do it. It's not just making a little slideshow or, you know, you telling a little story like you can do those things. But it seems like what these two platforms are are pushing is for this like popular thing to come out and then, okay, we want to see every user's take on that thing. And I don't know, it feels, it, that doesn't feel creative to me. I I, I realize mm-hmm. that there is a creative component to it where you're kind of like, making it your own and making it your style. But at the same time, I really feel like it's just one more thing. That's like stifling original thought.
1: Yeah. And we're, uh, a, a, you know, this, this sort of mimic society, um, where everyone sees something and they flip out about it. And then we kind of go off into this offshoot of how do we do that for our thing? And and what we end up doing is making a mess of it because, there's no design to it. Like you're creating something, but if you're creating something without specifically designing it for a purpose, it usually ends up a mess, right? So we all just end up copying things and doing it for our own purpose, but you've lost the authenticity of any original idea.
0: Yeah. Also, it's like it's not it's not your idea. So I feel like out of the gate, you're already compromising your business or your organization or your brand's messaging mm-hmm. by like you're putting yourself in this box that you have to make it look and sounds like this other thing that will be popular for 5 minutes until the next thing right um
1: it's also someone along. else's ex- sorry Michelle no go ahead it's also someone else's experience like that experience happened it's in the past for for when it was consumed in that moment And then you're taking that and you're trying to make it your own, but it's some other audience's experience So like put yourself in the position of your audience where all of a sudden like I mean like it was like 12 years ago and everybody was doing lip syncs and and, and you're just like enough with the lip syncs Like it was it was hysterical when the office did it or whoever was the first person to do it But then like the 30th one that you've seen in a week it just gets a little played out and it's not the experience that I feel like when you think about, you know, who your constituents are, who your audience is that they really want. It's someone else's. That's, that's not a brand. That's, that's, that's a copycat.
0: It really messes with your head too, because I think that we, you know, as humans are wired to want to fit in and to look like, you know, our people, to act like everyone else. And it's like, we do that thing. We're like, all right, fine. I'm going to, I'm going to do what everyone else is doing. But, but then at the same time, everyone's like, I already saw that. Like, that's boring. I'm over that. So it's kind of, oh, it's so messed up.
1: Yeah. It's cheap. It it really cheapens the creative part of the job, which really should be the most enjoyable piece. And then it's certainly it it certainly cheapens the receiving end of it um, because it almost feels like you don't care about your audience. It almost feels like you go, you're taking something off the shelf and you're going, this'll do and -hmm. and utilizing Mm -hmm. it and plugging and playing um, versus coming at it from what, what do I want to say? What do they need to hear? You know, it's just a very sloppy process. Can you think of something recently? Because you know, I know we talked about the lip sync piece, but it's like, you know, trends on social or things like that, that sort of start to take off. Like, um, you know, there was something that was that's been trending for the last couple of weeks about like, you know, she's a 10 or he's a 10. But and then it's, you know, and it's like the first time you say like, oh, huh, OK. Yeah. And then like the 30th time you're seeing brands do this and you're like, uh, like. I don't feel like it's enough just to be a part of pop culture. Like, it's almost like a FOMO thing where if we're not getting on this bandwagon, we're missing out. And it's like, I think as soon as you step on it, you have missed out. You've lost people.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm, that's a great example because I was racking my head as I, you know, said I'm trying to like do research and see these, you know, these sound bites that are trending. Like, half of them, I don't even know what they are. So, like, I would never embark on doing something if I didn't have some sort of connection to it like that feels even more phony so you're at a conference right now yes if anyone's watching a video clip this is why Steve is not in his his home studio he's in... missing my gray wall but yeah. I came in my gray shirt yes so we're, okay we're, we're covered <laughs> um and you were just telling me about uh the keynote that you saw this morning and I love keynotes Um, I do,
1: too. I I will say I do, too. Yeah, Um, definitely like gets things off on on the right foot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like I always get really inspired and jazzed up. But um, as we chatted about a little bit, you said, you know, it was really good. And you even shared some like tidbits of, you know, things, you know, that inspired you.
1: Yeah, it was. It was it was really good. I think I think the funny thing about keynotes in, in general is the intention is to try to leave people in a good spot to then go out and enjoy the rest of the conference or go back to their, their offices or their districts or whatever it is with, you know, re, reinvigorated and, and re-energized. Um, but it almost feels like there's always like one of a couple of paths to go down to, to, to do that. Um, you know, it reminds me a lot of graduation speeches too, where it's, you know, we (laughs) I grew up in a district where we had a a, a superintendent who basically had three graduation speeches, elementary, middle, and high. Now they weren't necessarily always meant for that audience. She just recycled them based on where she told the one last and it became kind of like a known thing. So like the idea is that like how, I mean, the the words are valuable in the context, but really like, you know what this is doing. You're trying to leave people wanting more, feeling more. so that was kind of it. I think it was a great keynote. It was Duncan Wardle, who's the uh, former head of innovation and creativity for Disney. Um, he was phenomenal. But the I think the roadmap in a lot of keynote speeches is very is very similar.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about the last time I was at a conference. It's been a long time. Um, I think the last time I was at a conference was at Florida BlogCom when I spoke, but I was bigger because you're at, kind of at like a bigger event. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about when I was at Social Media Marketing World. Uh, oh, it's probably been like, I don't know, five or six years now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at the time, I like, the way I remember myself at that whole event was like... <laughs> Very, like, you know, bright eyed and taking everything in. Every person was amazing, um, as they are. I'm not saying these people are are no longer amazing, but I feel like who I am now is kind of jaded or just like not as easily impressed.
1: Yeah. I think you approach work, not you. I think we, um, you know, one of two ways i mean you're either like an authentic in your in like confident in yourself in your abilities and what you're trying to do what you're trying to say what you're trying to express on behalf of yourself your organization whatever um and you you attempt to do that and then i think there are people who might struggle with that whether it's finding their voice through a variety of reasons um And they fall back on things that are sort of familiar to them. Like you, you know, when, when you're, when you're high stressed, when you can't come up with an idea, what do you do? Like you fall back on what's derivative, right? You, you do the things that you've sort of done before that you've seen that have been done, that have been successful. Um, the question is, is like, what are you trying, why are you doing it? And what are you trying to accomplish? Um, you know, if if it's something that you're, you're, you're trying to get a cheap laugh out of, or you're trying to get a certain type of engagement out of, and it's something that's been done already, like, okay you've achieved your goal. But are you trying to continually move the process forward, change, change beliefs, change opinions, uh, reinforce values, whatever it is, and doing so from your own unique perspective? Because you're not going to accomplish it by looking around and, and, and doing what others are doing.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, back when I attended that conference, it used to just be like, whoever showed up, people would listen to what they had to say because there weren't a lot of people behind mics or up on stages. Mm. Um, but now I think part of the reason why I said I'm kind of like just not as impressed is like they're now, those people have multiplied and now the person on stage saying the thing might be really a really dynamic speaker, like the guy that you said, and ha- you know, does have like great thoughts. But yeah. I'm sure if we went on YouTube, there would be like a bunch of other people who may be saying something similar. You t- tune into a podcast, and those people are saying something similar, right? So, I-, I think you know, the reason that you brought up the Chappelle documentary was I think. The conversation that he's trying to have, if we're to like boil it down, is like having having original thoughts and not it being everything being derivative or just repeating with what the last person just said. Even if it is in your own voice, like that's not enough anymore.
1: And I think understanding that that's what the creative industry is all about. That's what art is. Art is about moving. Art is about advancement art is about appreciation exploration and if if you're if you're constantly doing it through other people's words it's not really moving anything forward it's more of a if it's a recycling process.
0: So is what we're trying to prompt here for ourselves and for our audience to Like be brave enough to be like the first person to do something, be the person who starts the trend instead of is like the thousandth person to do it.
1: Yeah, I I think I think that's part of it. Right. I think part of it is not just trying to do it to say that you did it. I think part Mm -hmm. of it is because it's the right. It's the right strategic approach for, you know, your organization, your company, your brand that. You see greatness for the people in your audience, right? You're not trying to you're not trying to position your product and sell your product, right? You're trying to position your audience and help them make their lives better, um, putting them in a position to tell other people, you know why you're great. I mean, that's the whole idea of branding, right? It's not you telling somebody what it is. It's them telling you what it is. them telling others what it is, right? So like, it, it feels like that that needs to be the approach where you sort of want to create that, um, that area for people to play in. I don't think a lot of people go and tell their friends, oh, did you see this thing that 30 other people have already done? Like it's not something that they're interested in sharing. So like you're doing it for the reasons for your audience. It's not about total engagements or anything like that. I think it's about finding that level of just confidence and approach. That, that sometimes we can struggle with.
0: Can you think of anyone who you feel like is doing this right?
1: One of the examples that I have heard a lot over the years from like a, a, a business standpoint is um, Netflix, but using it from the standpoint of um, thinking about Blockbuster, right? Like when Blockbuster was in existence, now I'm not, you know, this isn't necessarily creative art, this is more of a business approach, but um you know, Blockbuster had their 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 rental process. You couldn't have more than three videos. You had to bring them back at a certain time. If you didn't bring them back at a certain time, right, there was a late fee that got charged to you. Um, Netflix came in, surveyed the landscape, looked at it, and said, "We don't want to see you know weakness in people." Because the thing about the the Blockbuster example is is that people got tired of, now oh, whatever, I'll pay the late fee. It's not the end of the world," right? And I think blockbuster took advantage of that and i think netflix came in and went no we're not doing that you can take out as many as you want send them back whenever no late fees they they turned the model on its ear they paid attention to what was going to position their customers to be great and make their lives better right you do so from an unafraid approach um and i think that is is sort of the mindset where it's like how are we going to further this not do the same thing that someone else did and just put our name on it and think that, Oh, we're going to be better. How do you further it?
0: Mm. I feel challenged.
1: (laughs) I think that's a good thing, right? I mean, like it, 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 encourages you that this was one of the messages from, from, from Duncan world today was, you know, you, you look at survey, the industry, what are the rules of the industry and then rewrite the rules and I think there's a level, a level of, like I said before, like we, we go back to what's derivative because it's comfortable, and comfort is not is something that we really strive for in our lives, especially in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but comfort doesn't ultimately move the needle. It doesn't get you remembered. It doesn't further the conversation, and that's art. You know, it goes back to the definition that we were sort of saying before that challenges the status quo.
0: So let's workshop this for our yeah. brand for podcasts for creatives. What should we do to do something that's, that's different, but in alignment with our audience?
1: Ooh, um, shine on the no light pressure. right on CR, right? Yeah, I know. Um, really hot under these lights. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was thinking back before earlier in our in this recording where um, I have a very vivid memory in like our first year where we were sort of seeing what other like Instagram accounts in general were doing for engagement with like inspo quotes and, you know, different things like that or things that we've written in blog posts or things that we've said in the past and we were kind of turning them into our own you know, Instagram content back when that was really what Instagram was built on. And, But I'm not going to go all the way back to the beginning because that's not fair. A lot of things are rough and rocky, but I would say probably about a year and a half or so into the endeavor, um, I had seen something on an account <laughs> where it was like, it was the word Friday and day was crossed out and it was replaced by yay. And I was just like, oh well that's kind of like trendy and catchy and I could see people really (laughs) kind of like you know being being pumped by that so like I just mocked up a graphic and sent it to you and I was like what do you think and it was the most like probably negative you've ever been in terms of a response back now we still ran it because we have trust in one another and we you know we, we 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 believe in each other's like you know reasoning for things but like I remember you being like Okay, or it's fine, or whatever whatever the feedback was, but it was not anything remotely close to what we've had as we've sort of developed it. But even then, it was sort of like, okay, this isn't us. Like this this isn't us at all. Like we are not like this. This is not the original intent of what we wanted to do. You can lose track of that quickly when you're trying to come up with content without actually having a plan for approach.
0: Neither of us has ever in our lives said out loud, "Friday." Never once. Like. <laughs> We're enthusiastic about the weekend, but we would never say it like that.
1: When I just said it 30 seconds ago, it's the first time I've ever said the word. (laughs) But like, it was um, so off base. And I remember looking at it after I hit post, I'm like, this is trash. And I'm not trying to avoid the question, like what can we do differently? Because I do feel like where we are is what's comfortable for us and our audience and what we've tried to build here but that was a lesson of like, okay, we got to stop at the inspirational quotes and the funny things and Mm -hmm. things that we think cool based on what other people are doing. And we got to do it. What's what's right for us, um, in approach. And I really think that's it. It doesn't mean that you can't draw inspiration, but like, I think there's a fine line between inspiration and then like just doing it because, you know, copying what someone else did because you're inspired by it. I want to do it too. That usually isn't the, like the correlation. Um, It's, oh, wow, like I'm really appreciative of being in this industry to be able to experience so many of these other things that people are able to do and be a part of it, but add your own unique voice to the equation. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, it's it's about who you're communicating to. It's about what what your goal is. And I think if your audience feels like it's derivative and they've seen it before, that doesn't bode well for you.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going through my head about like okay like how am i how am i going to approach my content going forward how are we going to approach our pfc content going forward i think one thing to keep in mind is that you don't always have to be like reinventing the wheel and like coming up with new concepts i'm thinking about like there's this um instagram like account that i follow that's like um i think it's called like this was Hollywood. It's like an old Hollywood Instagram account. Sometimes they post reels, but mostly it's just like black and white photos of old mo- movie stars. And I like every single one of those posts. I save a bunch of them, I repost them all the time. And, you know, they're not using like trending TikTok audio, they're just being them and continuing to post the same type of content over and over again. And they get like thousands and thousands of likes. And this is like, you know, carousels and like still little squares. It's still working for them. So sometimes I think like the most bold thing that you can do is to just like keep doing what you're doing if that's working
1: and be yourself yeah because it's so incredibly true to who you are and your outlook on what you're trying to accomplish if you've enjoyed this episode help us spread the word on social media tag us at pod for creatives and let us know which stood out to you is there a difference in feeling between friday and friday like isn't friday like everybody's happy it's friday do we really need to put yay on the end of it
0: no i i would like to meet the person who first came up with this concept and then not be friends with them.
1: Yeah, right. I'd they
0: sound you. like right. they'd be like rallying for like a happy hour or like
1: Yeah, let's do a happy hour guys. Let's the uh, one of those kind of people. We yeah. should really do a happy hour. Nobody wants to be with that. No, no, no. No. Like, if you had to pick a day of the week to put the word yay on the end of I think Friday would be like the, the last one because it just it's it's like Christmas. Like you don't need you don't need you you don't need to, yeah. to spruce up Christmas. It's its own thing.
0: Yeah. It's almost, what's that term? Uh, like a, um... Self-evident. Like it's or, a um, apparent, Redundant. It makes, yeah. We're
1: so just I'd... knocking off words in the thesaurus <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> so you want to make, like, would it be Monday or...
1: I would put it on Wednesday. Because Wednesday? Because it's like...
0: That's like, does not roll off the tongue.
1: Wednesday. No. <laughs>
0: you know what? We don't like the word yay, so let's just... Anti-yay. Not put it anywhere.
1: Nay with the yay.
0: Yes. (laughs) Exactly.